right now. This is one of our first on-location recording. This is our first on-location recording. We're going to see how it works out. We're sitting outside in Venice. Uh, we rode our bikes down here from Santa Monica along the bike path and perched up on a nice little open field underneath the palm trees. So California, not, not Italy. Not Italy, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured that was assumed. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're right in Venice where all, where the skate park is. So all the cool skater kids of California come out and hang out here and there's a ton of surfers and bike riders and all sorts of active people running around. And it's absolutely gorgeous. So it's, uh, late September here, I guess the summer never ends. So it's about a crisp 80 degrees in the sun, probably 72 in the shade. So we're just chilling. And we do have to be a little discreet with our wine this time around. So we have these little aluminum canteens with us. So we've already popped the bottle in advance of actually leaving the house. <laughs> but uh, we will have all sorts of interesting ambient noises. We got dogs barking, kids falling off skateboards, crazy homeless people. There's quite a few of those. Yeah, that's Venice for you. Yeah. It's not the Venice I remember. I feel like it was maybe I just wasn't affected by it as much back then because I was practically homeless myself. <laughs> I was one step away from being homeless. Yeah, this has always sort of been the Venice I've known. I feel like it's maybe a little even toned down now. I know there's a lot of cops out, mm. hence having to be discreet. So I lived down in, I lived out here in LA 15 plus years ago, something like that. Mm -hmm. And there, o there was always a drum circle in the middle of the beach. Do you remember that at all? Yes, I do. There's always something here specifically. Like they can't see you pointing. Right, well, I'm saying where we are in Venice. Um, <laughs> but there's this big open patch of concrete that they'll, I don't know if it's a drum circle, but I always remember a bunch of skaters dancing on skates and drawing a really big crowd. Maybe something different than what you remember, but. No, this was a bunch of hippies out in the middle of the sand and everyone just brought something to bang on, whether it was like a paint bucket a bongo, some spoons, and people would just sit out there for hours and hours and hours and just drum. It was its actually a lot of fun. Yeah. You'd go out there and dance around, pretend like we're in Lord of the Flies or something. That's awesome. So the wine we're drinking today, while it is in a canteen right now, did come from a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't a twist off this time. It wasn't. We had to fully open the We're stepping it up. Um, the bottle is called Pessimist. Uh, so that's on the front of the label. It's a 2016 red blend from Paso Robles, which is central California. Do we know what what was blended? Is this like you know? I figured that the back of the bottle would say it does not. It really just leaves you guessing. Yeah. And what we're type not of red grape? <laughs> we're not good enough winos to actually be able to taste this out of an aluminum canteen and be able to name that tune after a couple of sips we've heard it's a fancy bottle though it's a it was a gift from my mom so yeah for our one of our many engagement gifts yes yes so and that i guess that's a good segue that's what brings us out here um we took a quick stopover in vegas stayed at the cosmo the first time we've stayed there yeah that my was favorite cool. hotel i would say it was a lot of one fun of them. really good restaurants i i was basically propped up in front of my laptop the entire time because i had to work but in the hotel room. Nice view of the Aria across the street. <laughs> but uh, the dinners were fun. And we popped around, I think, the second or third floor there and had a couple of 
couple of dinners in one night and mm-hmm. just sampled a bunch of stuff. If uh, had I won at the craps table, we definitely would have gone to Momofuku and got the fried chicken and caviar dish high on my list of things to do before I die. All right. So every time we go to Vegas now, I'm going to remember that. Every time you go to the craps table, when you win, which happens, so probably let, one in every three times, so I'd say you win big. You'll let me go to the craps table this yeah, time. Yeah, if I'm okay. getting a dinner out of it. All right, deal. So popped over to Vegas and then did a couple of days there. You had some work to do. I just kind of posted up at the hotel, did my work. We had a couple of nice dinners. But most nights we were in pretty darn early. Didn't really. Oh, yeah. It was like 9 o'clock. We're still jet lagged. Yeah. (laughs) Just couldn't adjust from the New York time change. So we were in bed at 9 o'clock. And it didn't help that at 5.30, 6 a.m. the next morning, the phone would start ringing. So Mm -hmm. traveling to Vegas in the middle of the week, a little difficult if you've got day jobs. But uh, then we popped over here to California, and this is where you're from. And a couple of weeks back, I think you were out here looking at venues for our wedding up in, like, Ojai or Santa Barbara, north of Santa Barbara. And this is the second trip back, I guess. I didn't go with you on the first one. You went with your folks who live here in Santa Monica. And I think it was your mom who found found a couple of locations for us to check out before we came out this time yeah luckily so how would you if you had to rattle them off i don't even remember the names of all of them now but was it three different venues primarily for this trip yeah we looked at two beach clubs and then one event space that's designed for events solely um primarily weddings primarily weddings they do all sorts of events there they do a lot of corporate events um, you can do, you know, birthdays. We saw a birthday for a one-year-old yesterday. It's an expensive. <laughs> it's a little yeah. outrageous. <laughs> expensive birthday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a great wedding venue. So it's a cool space. It's got, while well, I'm calling it a venue, it's a property with four different unique venues that sit on top of it. And we can plug the name. They're not paying us. Calamigos Ranch, mm-hmm. outside of Malibu. I'm getting bit by like sand flies or something. Miserable. Welcome to the beach. Awesome. Love the beach. <laughs> Plus um, one for LA. Yeah, so it was really fun. I found I'm not an event planner, so I think the... Those initial trips up to Santa Barbara where you looked at locations that were, they're called shell venues, yeah, I guess. Yeah, the venues where you bring everything in, and they're great in theory if you love planning events and figuring out different vendors and being really particular about all the details, which I'm a little bit too lazy to care about those details. Or if you don't have a full-time job and you happen to live next door to the venue and it's stuff that you like doing and you also happen to be a millionaire. Mm -hmm. That adds up a lot. Yeah. So it was super pricey. So we quickly shifted gears after that trip when you came back and we were just sort of tallying up the costs that would be associated with bringing all that stuff in and bussing people in and all yeah. all the logistics that would need to be managed by someone other than us. I shifted a lot of gears. I originally, I'm basically now going with everything I was dead set against originally. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much what happened. What were you dead set against? Originally, I didn't want to be in Los Angeles. I didn't want to spend a crazy amount of money, which we're probably going to end up doing. I... I didn't want a lot of the things that were <laughs> I was pretty dead set on Saturday. Now I'm 
super open to Friday. Like <laughs> everything I would have originally said was a requirement is now totally out the window. Open bar, it totally changes. Let's negotiable. see the numbers. It's a little <laughs> negotiable. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of the uh, the primary things I would have said are the number one most important things originally are now so low on the totem pole. I don't even care anymore. I just need to make a shout out to how flexible you are. Most women from what I understand, have like everything mapped out and planned out for their wedding by the time they're about seven or eight years old. And you walked into this totally open-minded. How would you describe yourself as someone, like your mindset walking into, all right, I'm engaged, now I'm going to start thinking about what the wedding's going to entail. What was your, did you have any of that stuff mapped out? Some people know the dress, the ring, the, you know. No, I definitely didn't have, any of those things mapped out we've talked about it and alluded to what our wedding would look like we've been to a couple of other weddings and we've just had casual conversations before getting engaged about oh at our wedding you know we'd love to do something like that or we'd do this a little bit differently so that's pretty much most of the extent of what I had done in the way of thinking about the wedding beforehand and you think I'm flexible I think I'm just very unprepared and it's probably <laughs> to my detriment because now as I start looking into things, I'm like, damn, I don't feel like doing this research. I really wish I had been planning this my whole life. <laughs> I don't even know what to research, you know. So give a quick rundown. So we did, we looked at the Santa Monica Beach Club and the Upper Bel Air Bay Club. Correct. Those were, you know, obviously beach weddings that we'd be looking at had right. we gone there. Um, what did you what did you particularly like about the the beach setting for a wedding? And if you had to, you know, rate one to five stars each one, because yeah. those are the ones we didn't select. They were both awesome. Yep. Um, the well, we'll start with the beach club, the one that we well obviously are not doing. Um, it was a on the beach wedding ceremony, which was very interesting, different. Had I thought about planning my wedding in advance of getting engaged, I probably would have been against a beach ceremony, actually, just because it's windy and there are a lot of other elements on the sand. But I did, I mean, I do still love the concept of being able to be barefoot and just having it be much more laid back. I love that. And it's, you know, I'm from Santa Monica, so the Santa Monica Beach Club is just the area that I grew up going to. So... For that, it was just very comfortable and homey, and you have the Santa Monica Mountains in the distance as your view, and it's beautiful. And it would course. be a sunset wedding over the Pacific Coast. Right. Tough to, uh, tough to top that. Yep. But like I said, it's Santa Monica, and so you're actually, I mean, Santa Monica is a public beach. Anyone can kind of walk right across your line of view. We're, we would be getting married underneath a trestle or something that they would set up, but it would be right in front of the boardwalk. So right. There'd be, a, you know, locals walking up and down the street, good, bad, ugly, and otherwise. Only pretty people can walk by as we're getting married. So we'll <laughs> put up sign. signs. That's good. <laughs> I like that. Um, totally kidding. Uh, so we're not doing that. Spoiler alert. Um, the other beach setting that we looked at was a little bit different. It's the Upper Beller Bay Club. So there's the Beller Bay Club, which sits on the sand similar to the beach club. And then the upper section is really just a building that they host events at that has an unbelievable view uh, set atop a bit of a hill looking over the ocean it's again the it's Santa like a Monica mansion yeah, like it's pretty Spanish much a mansion. tiles and open uh, what are the 
I want to call it a grotto, but it was like an open area where we they had an outdoor fireplace built into these, you know, beautiful, yeah. you know, Spanish bricks, and everything was super ornate, thirty foot ceilings, and wraparound glass, so that no matter which direction you're looking, whether you're in what they call the living room, which is like the main foyer or foyer, mm-hmm. I don't know the right way to say that word, but um, no matter where you are, sitting down at dinner walking into the venue for the first time actually when people walk in they get escorted from the valet down through a nature trail and get brought out onto this grassy knoll that just overlooks the pacific coast so you've got the mountains to to your right and then you're just looking out at the beach and beautiful shoreline yeah you really can't go wrong at this venue i'd give it a nine out of ten if i had to pick i mean it's an ideal view it's a gr- I mean you have the whole building to yourself the facilities are well equipped for a wedding or any type of yeah wedding. that was that was a huge selling point is it really felt like we didn't need to do much they yep. had everything taken care of um, there weren't there weren't many questions that we walked away with and there there weren't many question marks about what are all the extras because weddings add up but we didn't choose either either of those and had we had our hearts set on a beach wedding i think that upper bel-air bay club would have been an awesome selection yeah i would still do it like it was it fit all checked all the boxes that i've now recreated since initially (laughs) creating boxes (laughs) i crossed out the original boxes created new boxes crossed those boxes out now i have checks in the new boxes that i've created since crossing out the last box since my most recent shift this this would have done it um it was beautiful it was great it was close to home accessible parking for everybody um i mean it was just convenient at the end of the day and yeah it's 15 20 minutes from my house yeah where your parents live and maybe 30 minutes at most from lax right and there'd be tons of options for people to stay obviously you're on you're in west la there'd be hotels galore and they even have they have rooms on site it's kind of cool yeah but neither of those made the cut and we actually made the decision this week it's super exciting uh, so, obviously, we're going to go with the third venue that we haven't talked about as much yet. But, it's uh, again, it's a huge property with four different wedding venues on it. It's also got a cafe that is much more than just a cafe. It's this outdoor playground for adults. <laughs> it's got all different sorts of jumbo games. That It's basically Gigantic every chessboard. jumbo they game you've ever seen. Rose, all in one place. like on a spigot. Or, so, you just walk up and pour yourself a glass of rosé. Had a barbecue pit, cornhole, a gigantic six-foot-tall Connect Four. It was fantastic. Yeah. I think we were sold more on the day after party than even the, the wedding spot <laughs> itself. <laughs> live music going. Had a dude on a guitar and yeah. another dude on a piano singing, like, cheesy covers. Yeah, it was really, really awesome. So we love all four of the venues. Uh, I think we're going with the one that just the second I walked in, I gasped and I so on the property. There's it's one big property and it's this gigantic ranch up in Malibu Hills, I guess, or Valley, right next to Malibu Wines, and each venue on the property is sort of secluded and segregated off from the other so that you don't step on each other because there's probably multiple weddings going on or multiple events going on at the same time, and one of them was this massive. I don't even know what to call it. It's like a really, it's like a luxury barn. A lot of really rustic, you know, dark painted wood, 
cool stuff like it wasn't dead animal heads hanging out of the ceiling but it definitely felt like you were you were being shifted back in time huge dance floor fireplaces couches and and the tables were set up and had these wraparound glass windows with a waterfall falling over the glass so that it looks like it's raining outside um with this great little setup right next to it so that was a huge that was one of the bigger ones there's another one i don't remember the name of that one that was the redwood redwood then there's the pavilion which is massive it's basically a vineyard with a ferris wheel outside on this huge open grassy field then there was a another one i forget the one with the actual like the crazy waterfall behind the ceremony yeah that's the oak room the oak room Mm -hmm. has this gigantic like 18 foot tall waterfall behind and it over a pond and you get you stand up in front of this pond with this massive waterfall behind you and they set up all the chairs around it so that was awesome but the one we liked, we keep calling it the treehouse. I don't even know the name. It's actually called Birchwood. Birchwood. It's like this multi-layered, very cozy, small. Like we're gonna have to get, we're gonna have to get a little judicious with the guest list. I think the max they're gonna let us get away with is 130, 134 people, um, and that's including us. Right. Right. So. Yeah. So everyone's got its own quirky side and unique characteristics um the reason i love the one that we've selected is because again it feels like you're in a tree house you're just surrounded by trees you feel like you're kind of enclosed in a very cozy way and it's awesome the place that you have dinner at has these round tables on a wood platform and there's a tree that actually comes out of the wood platform yeah it grows right through the seating area yeah so it's crazy because when you first come in you're walking through this like archway covered in ivy or vines or something like that and then you you come out of this archway and you hang a left and you're on this little grassy knoll and that's where they would set up the chairs but they set up these tables that are on top of barrels so it feels very rustic and there's this little mini waterfall where we would actually stand that's where we would have the ceremony and then you go up one level go up these these wooden steps and they built these like different layers or levels so you've got go up one level there's these little loungy areas where you could fit four to six people in one little pod and then another level where you could fit another four to six people and then you go up another level and that's where the reception would take place and it's half indoors half outdoors so the indoor is where the bar is and it's like a full wet bar that's installed there and it's got a huge dance floor wrapped around in glass and then it's connected to an outdoor deck and that's where all the tables would go for our guests to sit down and have dinner but then that's where the tree is actually growing through the deck so it's this massive centerpiece in the deck and then we have and everything's like really dark and covered so in the middle of the day it was real shady there Mm -hmm. and they have chandeliers hanging from the trees and lights and absolutely gorgeous it definitely does not feel like you're in los angeles while you're while you're there it feels like you're you're secluded away in some sort of fairy tale dreamland yeah. <laughs> i was i was waiting for like pixies to start yeah, flying same. around <laughs> and leprechauns to jump out same it was so pretty so we're excited about it we're very uh very into it and and excited to finally start answering the question that everybody asks when you tell them you're engaged <laughs> which you is where where is it when is it how many people? <laughs> Am I coming? No, you're yeah. not coming. <laughs> you're not invited. How big's that check you're gonna send us? <laughs> then maybe we can add, we yeah. we might add you to the B. One thirty five is tough. We both know a lot of people, so sorry in advance. <laughs> That'll be tough, but 
Yeah. They'll all go back and be it like, is. this is, oh, they talked about their guest list on their show. Yeah. So. Sorry, that's like wildly expensive per person. So at the end of the day, 135 is still a lot. 135 people. It's scary that we actually do know that many people. Had you asked me 10 days ago how many people would I invite to my wedding, I'd maybe rattle off a dozen. But that list quickly grows. It grows really fast. So, yeah, we committed today, called up the the salesperson and and let her know. She sent a contract over, and I think we need to actually sign and get that back to her to to hold that date. So Mm -hmm. let's add that to the list of stuff we do before we get too deep into drinking today (laughs) out of our canteens, our red wine and canteens. So you're from L.A., and and we weren't originally looking at L.A. We wanted maybe something in Northern California or closer to, Mm -hmm. you know, north of L.A. anyway when we were looking at venues. But I lived here many, many years ago, and it was for a very short stint. But you grew up here. But one thing that I remember is that um, L.A. is kind of super, super sliced off. Like anyone who lives on the west side of L.A. has a very different experience from someone who lives down in like the Long Beach area or if you live in Orange County, Huntington Beach area versus Manhattan Beach versus Redondo versus Venice or even Venice to Santa Monica, which is you know, we rode our bicycles from Santa Monica down to Venice right now. And mm-hmm. it's there's definitely a shift and a change in just everything. It's like a culture shift as you go from one to the next. So what was everyone has their own version of L.A. that lives here and their own impression. So you grew up here and I'm curious what what flavor of L.A. did you have yeah. growing up? It's it's so true. I mean, anywhere you grow up and you visit later is going to feel different. Um than what somebody who's you know traveling there for the first time will experience. Uh, for me, I pretty much, while I've definitely traveled around Los Angeles quite a bit, it is a really spread out city, and I spent most of my time in the Santa Monica area. Definitely got down to Venice, but really mostly just the beach side of it. Like I'll walk around here with friends and buy some trinkets off the side of the street to some street vendor. Um, I like that you bring that up. So, like, if you had to compare the beachfront in Santa Monica to the beachfront or the boardwalk in Venice, how would you describe one over the other? Santa Monica. uh, Santa Monica itself has a lot of really nice properties. Uh, The beachfront does get a bit more touristy, and it's not quite as maybe pristine as the rest of it. Venice is definitely a bit grungier altogether. But I think you get a bit of that just along the beachfront in general. You know, you have your laid-back, cool California vibe. You know, you've got your skaters. You don't shower for 10 days on end. And I'm seeing a lot of people who haven't showered in a very <laughs> long time, just within eyeshot. Yeah, so you definitely get that everywhere. I'd say Venice is a bit more eclectic. You're being kind. <laughs> a lot of homeless people. I don't remember it being this bad. I feel like... Ev- Every tenth person is someone with a tent posted up, right? Right, and it's just right along the boardwalk, or it's just right off the beach. Tons of people just like sprawled out, like solos, sprawled out on the beach, napping away the hottest part of the day, I guess. Mm-hmm. Was it always like this? I don't remember it being like this. Yeah, I do. It, yeah, it's pretty much always. I mean, it's. Yeah, people just live on the beach here, and it's sort of accepted, and it's known, and I don't know how much, you know, laws are enforced here. Like, I feel very comfortable openly drinking wine, <laughs> because if someone tried to say something to me, I'd look at all the homeless like, people really? and be like, you kidding? 
And I so don't, yeah, is smoking I, pot in public legal here? I feel like in certain medicinal marijuana is totally right. fine. They so sell it openly right along the boardwalk here. So right. as long as they have glaucoma, I don't they think can walk down the boardwalk. I don't think anyone's getting a, a ticket for that. No. Well, we're definitely getting a contact high just from sitting down here and <laughs> walk by. I can't see where it's coming from, but. Yeah, so my experience and what I find really interesting is I grew up seeing one side of L.A. I moved away from home when I was 17. It's funny I say that just as the couple to my left, your right, busted out rolling papers and they're about to roll a joint right in front of us. (laughs) Welcome to L.A. The beauty of being in the field. (laughs) Love Uh, it. Love it. Um, but it's funny. I Our European friends are going to listen to this and be like, you guys are so uptight. Give me an effing break. Yeah. Well, you are. I'm, I didn't even notice. <laughs> Just looking around. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I moved away when I was 17. And now, you know, every time I come back, I'm pretty much visiting my parents and hanging out at home. And the last couple of trips I've been here, I've really been trying to branch out because any city evolves drastically over the course of 10 years and not having lived here in 10 years I have a very different memory then of you know my experiences and my childhood and you know I wasn't 21 I didn't go out I didn't experience that lifestyle now coming back like I couldn't tell you the coolest places to hang out or what the trendy bars are and what pockets and neighborhoods are great so I find myself as I come back reaching out to my friends who stayed here and asking them for recommendations and now I'm trying to branch out a little bit more than just staying at home and having moms cooking and, you know, not really venturing out into L.A. So if you had to sum up a day in the life as a kid, right, maybe like 10, 15, 10 years old versus 15 years old, growing up in Santa Monica, what, like a day where you didn't have class, what would a Saturday entail? Yeah, well, my best friends when I, I guess when I was 10 or maybe even 15, lived around the corner for me, so they were walking distance, so... Play dates were big. <laughs> Back when you had to ask mom, can I go have a play date with, uh, with my friends? Uh, but I was very, very good friends with a set of twins that lived a couple blocks away from me. So I'd typically go hang out at their house or they'd come over to mine. The um, South Africans. Yes, exactly. Uh, and had a couple other close friends that lived nearby, which was really nice. That was the beauty of living in, you know, L.A. is massive, but Santa Monica is really a small pocket. So everybody who went to my school was very close to me. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was hanging out with friends, going to the beach. I grew up here on the beach that we're sitting on right now. Yeah, I think that's what I was asking. Like, what, what would hanging out entail? Because, yeah. you know, me and my buddies would go to, like, Alley Pond Park, right, and go exploring where the bike path didn't go. And I don't just even go, know what that is. Yeah, it's just a park in the <laughs> middle of Queens. <coughs> and it's just like a, a bunch of baseball diamonds, but you dig, you go off the beaten path long enough, you're just in the middle of the woods. And that was it. So when I would, I guess when I was a little bit older and had a car, which was amazing, uh, or even without, but uh, the big thing in high school would be I'd meet my friends right around here, a little bit north of where we are in Venice. So just kind of, where the line is drawn between Santa Monica and Venice. And we'd go to the beach, we'd hang out, we'd pretty much just sit there and tan. Wasn't super big into jumping in the water, but would do it. The water, fun fact, is actually a lot colder on the, the west side than the east side of the country. Uh, we get our water from the north and it travels down, so it's always freezing coming from Alaska. 
Is there a word for that? Coriolis effect, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did I nail it? I we'll go with it. Yeah. Coriol, boreal, borealis. No, borealis is the northern lights. I'm screwing this all up. <laughs> Whatever it is, because the Earth spins. Trying to get too certain, fancy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I ain't no science guy. <laughs> um. So anyway, we'd hang out at the beach. We'd go then to Main Street, which is right behind the ocean it's a main street in santa monica main street in santa monica very cool street a lot of restaurants and bars and shops and grab a bite uh do some shopping and then take it from there rough life yeah really rough life i it's funny you talk about going in the water because when i first moved out to california um and again i was here i was like 18 19 and 20 so i couldn't even get into the bars and we'd come out to Venice just because we could hang out here all day and not spend any money because we didn't really have any money other than enough to fill up the gas tank in my gas-guzzling 66 Mustang that I was driving at the time. Which I thought I was the coolest kid in California <laughs> driving around in a 36-year-old car. Fucking Monty Pitt. Anyway, so we'd come out to Venice and just kind of hang out here on our days off, and we would go into the water. We did it a lot. There was like a stretch where like every what was our weekend at the time, like me and my buddies, we'd come out here, we'd go on the water and then invariably within two or three days, I'd get sick, like a head cold sick. And then it would dissipate and then we'd start coming back to the beach again. I go back and the whole turns out I stopped going in the water. I stopped getting head cold. So, yeah. So I don't know what's in the water or if it's just if there is some truth to like, you know, going outside with you know a wet head or something like that that i don't know whatever it was i'm i'm convinced that there's something in the water yeah i wouldn't be surprised santa monica is definitely not known for having clean beaches at least the water i mean if you're south of the pier again that water's flowing down south and there's a ton of trash getting dumped into the ocean there so nice so this is what was getting inserted into my pores So I survived that, but I do have this like third eye in a nubbin that I don't know. <laughs> I need to get surgically removed. All as a result of my time of spending or my days spending time in the water in Venice Beach. So if we're going to give top tips, if we get into the travel guide section of the show, <laughs> steer clear of the <laughs> steer ocean. clear of go, like go enjoy the view. Yeah. Don't I'd actually say, go swimming. In I'd it. say steer clear directly south of the pier. Once you get further down south, it's fine. Why? Because shit only goes downhill. Right. You're just right there. Well, we, I mean, you have, we were hanging out with somebody yesterday who wakes up every morning at four or five o'clock and goes out and surfs in this water mm-hmm. every single day. North of the pier. Ah, uh, that's the key. <laughs> All right. So, what's tip? If you were to actually rattle off like tip. top five tips, tricks, or something, if someone's coming out to, to California and they're going to check out Santa Monica and Venice, right? Whether it's restaurants, whether it's, you know, daytime activities, if you're going to, mm-hmm do a boozy brunch and or if you're just looking to get sauced while the sun's still out or do something healthy because it's a very healthy town they put arugula on my breakfast sandwich yesterday (laughs) who does that i would say maybe not just santa monica but in general in los angeles do your research know where you want to stay and where you plan to hang out because getting from the west side to the east side is quite the adventure traffic is no joke so oh, there's traffic now. There's traffic so in all major cities. But whenever, whenever I make a comment about how long it takes to get anywhere in L.A., she kind of slaps my hands a little bit because the traffic here is horrendous. Like, I've come out here on business, and I've had to do, like, meetings with clients in downtown L.A. and, like, 
Bel not Bel Air. What's the other one over here? Brentwood? Maybe. Brentwood, Santa Monica. Anyway, so I'm going from like downtown LA to West LA, and I legitimately felt like I spent six hours in the car, mm -hmm. just going back and forth between the two. And then I think my folks came out at the same time, and they wanted to have dinner at some super touristy, whatever the Times Square of LA is, which is like somewhere downtown like, Los Angeles. No, it's like Hollywood and Vine, oh, something yeah, like that. That's which brutal. is it's like a gigantic yeah. mall with like people dressed up like Spider Man and Iron Man outside. It would it feels like Times Square in LA. And then I'd have to go out there. It took an hour and a half to go like a mile, maybe two miles. And then to find parking is just an absolute nightmare. Yeah. So if you're gonna come to LA to your tip number two is <laughs> do your research beforehand. That's my number one is no fair enough. It's do your research, know where you want to go, when you want to go there. And there's so many really awesome adventures to be had. One big recommendation I would say is hike behind the Hollywood sign. Really, really cool experience. But We've never done that. Yeah. Hike behind the Hollywood sign? Mm -hmm. Really? There's a hiking trail that goes back there in the Santa Monica Mountains. And uh, it's awesome, but you got to go early. There's not a lot of parking, so... Either Uber out there or go super early, beat the crowds, get your photos in. But that's a really, really cool thing to do. There's also other hiking trails, not just that one, but that's the iconic one where you get the shot from right behind the big letters. It's the Instagram-worthy hike. Exactly. For the view. Exactly. Do for the vines. <laughs> they have vines anymore? Is that still a thing? On Hollywood? No. No. <laughs> Never mind. Vines. Like, do it for the vines. Like, that. Oh, was for, an, oh, yeah, I It was I like an no app idea. that had, like, these yeah. boomerang videos, whatever they were. <laughs> anyway, tip number three. Um, so, I don't know if there's so much tips, but I would say things to do or activities. you got to get to the beach. you got to transition between Santa Monica and Venice. It's just a really cool part of town to explore. Again, very, you know, it's, I, I don't know if cultural is the right word to use, <laughs> but it's, again, eclectic. There's flavor. There's right. a lot you'll, of flavor. You'll, you'll it's, get, it's cool. Yeah, you get a vanilla latte in Santa Monica, and you get a contact high in Venice. Yeah. And a, <laughs> or a tattoo, like a henna tattoo. Or if you need need dread tips on how to grow out dreadlocks or not shower, come down this to Venice. This is where you get them. And the best way to do it is bike riding. Every time I come home, I try to get out on the bike path it's it goes so long it goes all the way from santa monica down you to have so venice. much wine left <laughs> so i'm talking keep talking wait you're done you're not drinking my wine that's not that's not how this works you're you're going really slow <laughs> usually we go through two bottles of wine in an episode but that would be a lot to carry on my back while we're on bicycles it's only 3 p.m we'll wait till later 3 p.m. here. In our heads, it's 6 p.m. So True. it's it's beer clock. True. We're behind the times. So um, do the trek so from Santa Monica to Venice. Do it on a bike or get a scooter or get rollerblades or do something like that. Yeah, I feel like we're here during the beginnings of the electric scooter mm -hmm. craze. So this is the equivalent of what our city bikes are in New York. Yeah, right? and they, they're in a lot of cities. They have not hit New York yet. So explain this. Because this, I found this fascinating. Because everywhere we go, we see we see people on like electric scooters, and not just not just kids. It's like full grown adults in business casual gear, going from like going to the office. They're like, I'm gonna go grab an electric scooter and ride down the bike path on. 
so the bike share program came out obviously a couple years ago. They're in all major cities now, so I'm sure everybody's very familiar with how it works. But essentially, just to give you the background, is you have a bike rack, or there's bike racks all over the major city with a number of different bikes available that you can check out. And I did it when they first came to New York, and I signed up. I got a, a card, basically. It was a magnetic strip that I was able to swipe um, on one of the bike paths, or sorry, one of the um, bike racks and check out my bike. And I had a 45 minute allotment to take the bike out, ride it, and then return it to not just the same bike rack that I checked it out from, but any one of the bike racks that are available in the city. So awesome system. Uh, A couple complications I'd run into were either getting to a bike rack and there being no working functional available bikes a lot of them will go out of commission they'll be broken or whatever you can't check them out or you have a bike and you're trying to return it on your way to the office and the bike rack at the office is totally totally full there's no space to put your bike you can't just leave it on the side of the road or it's going to get taken and you're going to get charged you know some like four thousand dollar amount or something um so that's how the system works with the bikes with the scooters there are no scooter racks. There's no home base for these scooters to go. They are free reign. You can leave them on the side of the road. You pick them up on the side of the road, and you just put them wherever you want. I was wondering where, because I didn't see any racks There's for the no scooters. Racks. But I do see scooters just sitting, like, on the boardwalk, standing there yep. with just nobody attending to them. Nobody's attending them. They're just sitting there. That is how it works. It is the weirdest thing. I can't. I still can't wrap my head around it. I remember my parents telling me about this before I'd seen it myself, and they'd be like, "Well, we saw it in where were we? Denver. San Antonio? No, Denver. Denver yeah. yeah, and we didn't. But there were racks in Denver. I feel like no. Didn't you and like your friend run up to try to grab a scooter, and then somebody my else got did. it? Did yeah. I I thought her. I was just sitting there. Maybe there was a rack there. Here, there are no racks. Yeah, so there's just scooters lying around, and I guess there's a GPS chip in them or something, and people... There is. So you can see where the available ones are through the app. So, I mean, it's a really cool system, but for residents, I mean, my parents are a great example. I mean, especially when they first came out, my parents would tell me they were just everywhere, lying around the sidewalks of Santa Monica, not crazy wide streets, just unattended. So yeah, it was a bit of a know. nuisance then. It was such a nuisance. They were so annoyed with it. And I remember them telling me about this. And again, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's like one or two. And it's, you know, you guys are blowing it out of proportion. Now that I've seen it, I'm like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Have you seen stacks of like scooters sitting here? Look, we're, look at this skate park right here. There's two scooters just sitting in the middle of the skate park on kickstands waiting for somebody to walk up and I guess grab them. Yeah. This is wild. And we didn't say this. They're electric scooters, so not just your old-fashioned razors. So it's like cheating. Exactly. Old-fashioned razors. (laughs) (laughs) Razor scooters. Me, 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 me. So anyway, that is a new movement that's come to the city. And with that, I think a lot of people have retaliated. There's a lot of new laws that have been enforced when we were coming into this neighborhood in Venice. I don't know if you saw there was a sign that said, you're not allowed to ride scooters here. No way. Yeah, so we've seen a lot go by since we've been here, but there is a law so that no one's actually that they claim is enforcing is enforced. I don't know if it's actually being enforced, but yeah, you're not supposed to ride scooters here. We do see a lot of cops on bikes, though. I'm I'm shocked. And well, I guess no one gives a shit. 
I mean, how much damage can a kid on a scooter do? The thing is, I don't understand why they would differentiate between scooters and bikes. I don't know. This is a bit of a rabbit hole. Anyway. Who gives a shit? Anyway. A bunch of so, people on scooters riding so down the beach. So go ride a bike down from <laughs> Santa Monica to Venice. And if you're feeling extra adventurous, go all the way down to uh, Marina del Rey. It's the next town. Beautiful. You definitely got to change the scenery. It's no longer a beach. It's the marina with a bunch of boats. And it's beautiful. That's where the rich people park their boats. Exactly. Exactly. A lot of really posh restaurants down there. Cool. Not all posh. There's some there's some chill Mexican joints right on the waterfront that will not break the bank. So it's there definitely accessible. There used to be a place, and I loved this place. I'd, I'd eat there once a week, and this would blow my entire paycheck, even though it was like an $18 meal. It was like a place called Killer Shrimp, and I'd be shocked if it still exists. Uh, I, I think it does. It was on Lincoln. So it was tucked in it, from the shore, and it was like it had. They had three things on the menu: it was either shrimp and bread, shrimp and rice, or shrimp and pasta. And it was not. It was and it's so garlicky, like not not a date night spot yeah. unless. I mean, I guess if you're <laughs> both you're eating engaged, it, yeah, then. unless you're engaged and you're both <laughs> eating a ton of garlic, but everything. It's just a bowl of shrimp, swimming in garlic and butter juice, right? And either layered on top of rice or pasta. The, we always did shrimp and bread because dipping the bread, not that there's any good bread in L.A., but you dip the bread in the garlic butter with the shrimp juice. Oh, my God. It's fantastic. So it's funny that you say that because I had, I've had i never been there. I just heard of this place recently, and I, I, I know Killer more shrimp now. you heard of recently? Exactly. So it's, it does still it exist. It does still exist. You're Googling it's, it right now. No, I'm looking... Um, no, I'm not. Uh, I know about it from my neighbor who recommended it to her visiting nephew who is in town from Germany for four weeks or something. Your crazy. parents' neighbor here in L.A.? Yeah, my neighbor okay. here in L.A. I was going to um, say, if, if Amanda and Patrick recommended Killer Shrimp on Lincoln Avenue, I'd be shy. I'd be impre- I'd so impressed. No, but we've become friends with her nephew who is just in town from Germany again. They come every couple of years and, uh, and they stay for a really long time. So they were here for probably four weeks. And we ran into them on the street my last trip here. Must on their be way nice back. to have a four week vacation <laughs> where you can just. We need to move to Germany we and need figure to move out. To Europe. Yeah. All the Europeans get this crazy allotment. <laughs> it's nuts. I think they get like a, a year long maternity leave. Like I would have a baby. I will have nonstop babies if I move to Europe. <laughs> you heard it first, folks. <laughs> I want six plus children, and if we move to Germany, it will happen. We're gonna have to figure out a substitute for these podcasts, though, because I'm not gonna be able to put down a bottle of wine if I'm popping out six kids one after another. We'll feed the wine to the kids, <laughs> and they can they can do cameos on the show. Yeah, they could step in for you. <laughs> anyway, so that's that's awesome. It is still here. We should go. I haven't been, and it sounds great. So you're meeting up with a friend tonight, like at some point, like within the next 20 to 45 minutes, we need to shut this down and go hang out with a friend of yours from yesteryear, like that you grew up with? Uh, friend from high school, from maybe middle school. Yeah. Can we go to Killer Shrimp? Uh, we just made plans to not go to Killer Shrimp. I'm sorry. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Where are we going? Are they going to? The Whaler, which I've, I don't never know. Never heard. Okay. Seeking out. I take, now I take locals recommendations now that I'm really not a local <laughs> even though I'm from here. <laughs> so again, I keep asking my friends, I'm like, I'm in this neighborhood. Where should I eat? What's cool and new? So if we recap, tip number one is know where the hell you're going. Yep. Traffic's terrible. Yep. 
plan for that. Tip number two is go on, go for a hike. Go for a hike get out behind the, the Hollywood sign. Behind the Hollywood sign, or just in the ho- the Santa Monica Mountains. It's, there's so many different trails you can go on. It's a great way to see the city and get that bird's eye view. Tip number three is take a bike ride from Santa Monica down to Playa de, or Marina del Rey. I'd go at least to Marina del Rey. It's yeah. worth passing Venice. And yeah. if you do, it start in Santa Monica and go down that big hill, because Santa Monica is up on a cliff. And there's a good 100-foot drop between the cliff and the highway below it, PCH. And you can actually ride your bike down this massive incline. You called it the California Incline? Is that what they call it? That's what it's called. It's California Street, but he's oh, right. that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And then tip number four is eat at Killer Shrimp. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> eat garlic and butter. Yep. And then last tip, if we're going to give them the top five. Yeah, I would say hang out in a cool, you know, beachy neighborhood or a strip of restaurants and bars that are close to the beach. You're going to get that cool laid back vibe. I really like Main Street. That feeds That's into, a cop out. Come on. It feeds Don't into tell Abikini. people to go. F- All right. Abikini. No, I'm giving a okay. very specific. So right. I would say start at Main Street, work your way down to Abikini and get that either start out shopping and I've even gone shopping there and then, you know, been fed champagne while, while shopping, shopping, which is the best way to, which is a very Santa Monica by. thing to do. You walk in, they hand you a glass of champagne. Look, yep. everything's on sale. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another glass of champagne. Look, it's still on sale. Third glass of champagne. Look, let me help you with your bags as you leave. So I would recommend Main Street and Abbott Kinney, that whole, I mean, they all connect. There are so many places to check out there. And again, me not having experienced these places in recent, I'm asking for recommendations. And everywhere I've gone, I've been blown away with. They've really. Because you left left L.A. for college. So you were underage when you left. And now coming back, it's almost like you're a tourist in your own town. Right. Because I never, I mean, you know. Well, if someone, what if someone was traveling here with kids? What would, you, aside from like sending them down to Anaheim to go check out Disneyland and spend in half a year's worth of salary, <laughs> where would you send them for something that's affordable and fun to do with a family? I mean, I don't know if saying a beach day is a cop out, but a beach day, hundred yeah. percent. So if you're coming out. to L.A. specifically the West Side, mm-hmm. hang out on the beach. Don't waste your time doing much else. Yeah, for this sure. Is where it's at, it's definitely got its own culture here. Absolutely. Cool. Um, I don't know what else. What do we have? Like our our overrated, underrated game. Yeah. So I got to remember all those questions yeah. without having them up in front of me. Um. All right. So I I think we did a one to five. So if you're yelping this, right, one to five stars the cuisine in the Santa Monica area, right? Restaurant scene, food, quality of food. Yeah, that's a good question. Because um, you're a bit of a foodie. I mean, not yeah. not a you're you're not like an influencer on Instagram from a foodie perspective, but you work in the hospitality industry. You know, you can rattle off names of chefs and restaurant groups and stuff like that. And you you get to go to restaurants for work and just sort of hang out and chit chat with like the owners or the GMs, and you get to sample a lot. I think LA has a lot of great restaurants. Personally, I haven't been to a lot of them. Again, mom's cooking is usually at the forefront, but there's definitely, I've had some really great dining experiences here. That being said. How's mom's cooking? (laughs) Mom's cooking's great. (laughs) (laughs) Plug to mom. (laughs) Um, No, what I would say, though, is I love the cuisine of California. (laughs) 
<laughs> if you had to do, uh, so fact, no, this is this is gonna eat up the last half hour. No, but the so. fact that here I can get my avocado, I can get my eggs. I don't like kale, but the fact that it's there, it's like it's very healthy. It's very you know fresh and focused on being green and all those Organic things that you make fun of me for. Yeah, I mean I grew up around that, so I love give it. You a so nice loose stool. So personally, the fact that I get my healthy options everywhere and there's new creative spins on healthy options, you know, it's a it's a crazy acai bowl you've never seen before. You know, kale salad that's off the charts. Or like a bacon, egg, and next, cheese, and arugula. The next crazy thing. Yeah, for all of the healthiest options that, again, you give me such a hard time for wanting. <laughs> well, there's so. just no flavor. Like, who puts fucking lettuce on a breakfast sandwich? <laughs> You didn't even try my breakfast sandwich yesterday. You did didn't you? let me. You ate it all. I did. I was because it was so bad. You ate the entire thing and didn't share. I needed me. calories. I'm a fat <laughs> fuck. I need calories in the morning before I can start interacting with human beings. But I, I'm, I'm so looking forward to a legitimate meal. Like I feel like we haven't had one since we've been here. I made an omelet this morning, and that, that was bomb. yeah, that was good food in California. <laughs> that was the best food we've had in California. It was a mushroom scallion and lox. So good. And I think I sprinkled on some cheddar cheese in there. But it made an omelet and then wrapped it in a flour tortilla. Oh, it's heavenly. All right. So you would not give Valet a high rating. Noted. I would. No. Well, I mean, just this trip alone. I mean, I'm sure I've killer shrimp's awesome. Killer shrimp's killer. Right. Um, but no, we went out to some fancy seafood restaurant the other night. And I got a Parmesan encrusted halibut. We went to Enterprise Fish Co. Or Fish yeah. Company. And it was, I liked it. One star. I'd give it more than one. Uh, uh, I'd give it two because they kept the bourbon flowing. I'd give it I'd give it four for ambiance. Cool spot. Great outside patio area. I didn't order an entree because I snacked on all of the appetizers and then I picked at your entree. Your That's entree fair. was fine. I'm with you. I think my mom fine. Wasn't great. Had zero flavor. I didn't taste Parmesan. And I didn't taste halibut. Yeah. It was basically warm cardboard. All right. So. And then food, they put mayonnaise. They put mayonnaise on the corn. Right. They put corn on the cob, dipped it in mayonnaise, and then sprinkled cayenne pepper over it and called it street corn, which they've obviously never been to South America if they don't. If that's how they do street corn. <laughs> clam chowder was okay, but that's... How do you screw up clam chowder? You basically the open it. The ceviche was good. No, it wasn't. I Terrible. It. No, it all tasted the same. The entire thing tasted like... It tasted like it was two days old. All right, so Chris has high standards. LA doesn't meet them. They're just not good at food here. I just don't like the value, right? Like, if I'm paying $35 for a Parmesan-encrusted halibut... I expect to taste some goddamn Parmesan, which is my favorite cheese. Mm-hmm. Hands down, favorite cheese. You've seen me sit there, right, and eat an entire brick of Parmesan like it was my job. You have wine left? Nope. You're lying. Nope. It's I'm, empty. I just, no, it's not. <laughs> All right. Uh, some of the other ones are there's cost of living or whatever we call it. But uh, no, I'm not done with food yet. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat this horse. Oh, we're not even and, gonna get to the other until questions. Until its then. grandchildren can't like get put down. The cult and then like the the I don't know the name. What's a grandchild of a horse? Grand or grandsire, grand grandmare? Doesn't matter. 
All right, fine. Well, I'll stop harping on how bad the food is here. So just go get a taco. That's that's the tacos are good here. Yeah, go find a taco or burrito. Do not pay more than three dollars for a taco. Do not pay more than six dollars for a burrito. If you are, someone's just trying to make it fancy. It's refried beans and a bunch of other shit inside of a tortilla. It is heavenly. <laughs> Actually, they used to have gyros here on the Venice boardwalk. There was a place that did gyros and like out of a closet down one of these side streets and it was the most disgusting sloppy beautiful <laughs> heavenly thing that you could put in your face all right what's next um what'd you say cost of living yeah it's not yeah. I don't you have lived here and your folks live here and if there's one thing that they bitch about it's the property taxes yeah it's super expensive yeah. it's a don't own here one I of the main the reasons key. it'd be hard to move back is just the taxes are the highest santa monica in particular every city has its own city tax in santa monica i worked in retail and that's when i learned how crazy the taxes were here uh, but all of California is outrageous. Well, at our wedding venue, right? So we're looking at the contract. It's nine and a half percent sales tax on top of, and this is nothing to do with property tax or income tax, but nine and a half percent sales tax on top of everything. And before they start, they throw in a 20% service charge. Before they tax you, there's a service charge, which usually. Which would be in, the which case. would be one or the other, right? So you'd pay either a service charge or you'd pay gratuity. Right for something in the hospitality realm, but they sp explicitly point out in the contract that the service charge is not gratuity. Right, which is a little, a little fucked up. Yeah. Service charge and gratuity are usually a little interchangeable, How but- some lube? Not at a wedding. <laughs> no lube, spike baseball bat in the rear. Absolutely insane. So yeah. cost of living, I mean, compared to New York though, I'm obviously, New York is a terrible baseline, but that's all I have. Yeah. I would think this, I mean, I think you get a little bit more bang for your buck. Here in L.A. than you yeah. do in New York. And again, I just grew up here, so I'm partial to it. But the the leg up that New York has is the not needing a car and getting transportation super cheap. But you can't go anywhere outside the city without, you know, either renting a really, really expensive car or finding your own way there and figuring it out there. So I think overall you get a little bit more space. In L.A.? Yep. Than oh, you do in New York. Absolutely. And a little bit more is an undersell. I think you get a lot more space for, for your money here. I'd say you're splitting hairs. No. My, my friend lived in a house, a one-bedroom house, for $1,800 a month. And we pay twenty five with for, a yard, with like yeah, a stoop, with a back, with a Chevron backyard. Stoop? It was like a shared. Do they have stoops not out a here. Not a cul-de-sac. It was like there were four little mini houses all sort of attached, and yeah, absolutely more space for in sure. Santa Monica or in like Silver in Lake. Silver Lake. Yeah. But that's that's pretty expensive. Fair enough. <laughs> you know. Fair enough. It's pretty close. So yeah, I'd say you get more here than New York. It's obviously still very expensive. Taxes are crazy. So I'd still put it at But if top. someone's traveling here on holiday or vacation, you can go out, have a good time. Most You're going to spend most of your time during the day doing like healthy, adventurous stuff anyway. You're going to do hikes. You're going to do the beach. It's going to be lazy. And it's not difficult to come down to Venice. And you're about to polish off that wine, aren't you? And polish off a bottle of wine. Let me have a sip. You're getting cold anyway. Look, you got goosebumps. 
<laughs> Goosebumps in the sun. Tough being me. Um, yeah, I'd give it, again, I'd say it's a little bit better cost of living than New York. But still, but very that's if expensive. people are going to live here. So, in, in terms of like how far you can stretch a dollar, there's like any other city, there's ways you can go about it. But if you're coming to the states, and specifically if you're coming to West LA, expect to drop a little bit of coin if you want to go out, get dressed up, and do sort of the party scene or the bar hopping scene. I mean, some of the most beautiful people in the world we passed by last night just hopping from bar to bar. Like they get dressed to the nines. They don't screw around here. You talking sh- about me? I am. You showed up. You <laughs> pulled up in a Lamborghini <laughs> and parked right behind a, uh, a Ferrari. <laughs> There's definitely a lot to be said for, I feel like L.A. is a bit more showy. Yeah. You know, and, and there's all sorts of stereotypes, and I, I've, I'm convinced that they live up to them mm-hmm. here. There's definitely that piece. Obviously, it doesn't. It's, it's sort of a flies perpendicular to what we're looking at right now so this is the the opposite the flip side of that coin when you're in venice and everyone's just sort of you know grungy no shoes no shirt no shower (laughs) crushing it um what are the other ones we did stretch a dollar cuisine weather we don't have to talk about weather is perfect it's It's super you know it doesn't get better than la weather we're not gonna spend talking about la weather (laughs) We're worried. We picked a venue, a wedding venue, that is doesn't have a backup plan if it starts raining. And that's how confident we are in California weather. Knock on wood. Um, what were the other ones? Um, personal safety. safety. Yeah. Uh, I, feel, I feel very safe. Uh, in recent, Santa Monica has had the crime rates peak a little bit compared to recent past years. times yeah there's been a couple of break-ins actually in my neighborhood so uh for that reason i mean my parents like double lock the doors when it never used to be a concern before i noticed that yeah like it's uh, like i can't get in anywhere in the house yeah so i mean there's definitely been some stuff that's happened my <laughs> story for another time my dad was physically assaulted on the street just running the other day it was it was a couple of months ago but there's been some crazy stuff that's happened in what would otherwise be a very safe, very nice neighborhood. So safety-wise, I'd give it a four. It's not, you know, the ghetto or the hood or anything that you'd want to be really cautious walking around with. But you definitely have your crazies. You like the guy right right now. <laughs> I, don't know if the, I don't know if the listeners at home can hear him. It was just an Asian guy who's all decked out in rave gear running down the boardwalk i'm hoping he's like excited to see somebody and that's no, why no, he's I screaming think, at the i top think that's of his just lung. how he runs <laughs> that's just how he keeps himself motivated so anyway Good i would say him. i'd give it a four out of five i had we had this conversation 10 years ago five out of five safety wise it's not dangerous but the crime rates have definitely gone up that's funny because i lived here 10 15 years ago and i found some really sketchy parts of town but i guess like anywhere else if you're coming here to travel as a tourist but it's easy to avoid. And yeah, but talking about Santa Monica specifically. Yeah, Santa Monica is like Pleasantville. Right. You know, at the end of the day. So there's, it's a rainbow. Are we out of wine? I think we need to wrap this up. Yeah. Then. Um, any last tips, tricks, tidbits? All right. I can't think. Despite Chris's anti-LA for traffic and cuisine reasons, I'm a huge fan. I say come here live it up it's great i'd put it on the list of great places to visit right and if you can do the entire trip on a bicycle and cook your own food 
So if you're avoiding traffic, if you're avoiding the terrible service that you get at restaurants, right? Like it took 10 minutes for that dipshit to acknowledge the fact that we existed so that we can order coffee at breakfast. We were there early. It's not like the place was packed. I gave him a lousy review on TripAdvisor. Three stars. I never get three stars. Yeah, that was harsh. Yeah. So, like, I say one star on the air, but, like, in reality, I'll never give someone less than three. Like, three stars is, like, (laughs) middle of the road. I'm like, that's a negative in my world. Because I feel bad giving another, like, a business owner a two-star or one-star. I'm just worried that that's going to, like, wipe out their business one day. I'd hate to be responsible for that. It's way too much to put on my shoulders. Plus, it wasn't that bad. It was (laughs) god-awful. Like, I was grinding my teeth at one point. They served the homeless lady before they served us. <laughs> she showed up after us, sat down at her own little corner, and I think there's a, a document. We found the documentary about this woman, Queen Mimi, something like that. We're going to have to watch the documentary and do a whole other episode on this because it's worth the story. Yeah, so a homeless woman shows up. I mean, she was dressed in the nines. You wouldn't know she's homeless, but apparently. Anyway, so this old lady shows up, sits down by herself, has her own little corner of the restaurant, decked out for her granted she has a documentary made about her i don't have a documentary made about me but she gets like an entire avocado sliced perfectly and egg whites and a cup of coffee steaming hot right she didn't even have to tell them what she wanted they just brought it over to her and we're still sitting there waiting for him to take her goddamn coffee order right and it's like nine o'clock in the morning on a saturday or sunday all i want at that hour is coffee when new yorkers come to la Fair. This is what you get. Fair. <laughs> so anyway, come here with an open mind if you're super <laughs> uptight like my fiance. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> you don't fuck with coffee in the morning. It's that you just don't do that. It's like a cardinal, like the tablets that Moses brought down from on high could have stored. Right, if there was room, there'd be an eleventh commandment, and you feed coffee to fucking people in the morning. You don't make them wait. And then they come over and they're like chit-chatting with us. How you doing today? I'd be fucking great <laughs> if you'd stop chit-chatting and bring me a cup of coffee. Is that too much to ask? Sorry, I'm getting excited. Wine's kicking in. And the flies are still biting. Are the flies biting you? Yeah, I've been bit by some flies. So we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> I need another glass after listening to you rant for a little while. <laughs> Hey, this is the only platform I have. They have no choice. They have. They're still listening. I don't even know why they're still listening. I don't think many of them are still listening. No, they've so anyway, at this point. come to LA. It's What'd you learn today? It's great. Uh, what did I learn today? Wait, you go first because I feel like I actually have an answer to this question. No, you said something that I didn't know earlier in the show. What was um, it? It was. Well, that the restaurant's still open. No, something no had more to do. No, if Killer Shrimp's still open, that's a nugget worth. Yeah. We're taking, I'm going to call my cousin and actually tell him, like, dude, if you're on the West Coast right now, meet me at Killer Shrimp. Mm-hmm. I think he's in Seattle. He'll make the drive. He hasn't had, He's the one who turned me on to Killer Shrimp. So that's why I still love him. I learned about Killer Shrimp in more detail, actually. So that's probably what I learned. Yeah, no, there was something else about you having several boxes to be checked that got crossed out. Something along those lines. I don't remember About now. the wedding. Yeah. But. Either way, I'm super stoked. We've locked it in. Yeah, we're not going to have any coffee issues at our wedding. No. I'll see to it. No. I love you, babe. Or champagne issues. Or (laughs) champagne. Or champagne. All right. All right, this has been fun. Cool. Well, thank you if you've stuck around for our first in the field 
podcast on location episode. in Venice Beach. We're going to watch the sunset, and I'm going to try to talk our friends into eating a killer shrimp. <laughs> All right. Well, with that. Right, keep on keeping the wanderlust on. <laughs> wanderlust on. Bye, guys. <laughs>